We're ready for the 2020 Purdue baseball season. Kyle Charters here with Ben Turner, along with the star of our show, first year at Purdue, head baseball coach Greg Goff. This is This Week in Purdue Baseball. Coach, we're excited. Season just a couple of days away. You've got to be pumped, too. Man, I'm excited. I woke up this morning ready to go, hoping the bus left this morning. So uh, we're really <laughs> excited. It's been a great week for us, and um, our guys are ready to go, ready to go to Florida and get this season started. Let's talk a little bit about that opener. You guys take on Hofstra. You do so in Florida. You're the home team yes. down there, the weather in Florida. That's right. We hope, fingers crossed, will be a, a little bit nicer than up here in West Lafayette. I'm, I'm certain that it will be. How, how did everything come together with playing Hofstra and doing so in Florida? Well, you know, um, Coach Wazikowski let me take the scheduling over last year. Um, and so, you know, as I was here the first first year, you know, I just felt like us being on the road so much and being the visitor team every time, I just <laughs> felt like, you know, if we could find a place where we could go and be the home team and bring some guys uh, down there and, and play would be, would be ideal for us. And so for the next few years, uh, we're bringing somebody down to Sanford, Florida, yeah. found a great place to go down and play. And uh, so that's kind of how it all came about. And I'm just very fortunate that we found a home where people want us to come down and play. And somebody that's in a similar situation as you, you know, getting right. to go down there that's and right. play in warm weather. No doubt. And yeah. that's exactly what we're, we're doing over the next couple of years. We're bringing, playing teams that uh, are kind of like us, coming mm-hmm. in and, and been inside, and, you know, here we go. Yeah. What do you know about the historic Sanford Memorial Stadium? Looks like it's just north of Orlando. It is. You know, uh, I had an opportunity this fall when I was down there to go by and see the, the facility and, and see the um, – the crew, it's awesome. You know, it's a very historic place. A lot of uh, former major leaguers that, that have come through there because of being a pro park, you know, being. So I'm really excited about it. You know, it's just outside of Orlando, so it's an opportunity to, to really, you know, see some – get an opportunity to play in front of some folks that maybe wouldn't see us. And plus, you know, hopefully some alumni take a trip down and watch the Boilermakers open the season up. My first three years with Purdue baseball, 2011, 12, and 13, Purdue always went to that uh, – Big East, Big Ten Challenge that yeah. was uh, near the St. Petersburg um, area, and it reminded me how lovely Florida is in February. <laughs> and there's a reason they've been playing spring training there for over a hundred years. Yes, it is, Ben. You're, you're right about that, and uh, you know, so you know, we're, we're so fortunate that our administration is allowing us to, to get down and go down a day early just to have a chance to get outside and catch some fly balls and and uh, just good outside, you know, so we're very thankful for that, and, and our guys, I know, are excited about putting some short sleeves on. Was there any connections with Hofstra, maybe the coaching staff, or how that came together? You know, it really it really wasn't. You know, we kind of just put it out there um, on the website there, College Baseball Insider does a thing for, for schedules, and so we put that out there, and those guys reached out, and, and so we've been very fortunate to, to find a really good opponent. It's really, really, um, Hofstra's going to be really good to, to open up against. You've been with your team for a few weeks, really a few months. If you go back to the fall, there's a, a lot of important guys returning on the squad. You've got a ton of newcomers yeah. as well. Just what has been your general sense about the Boilermakers as you have gotten to know them as the head coach? Well, I, I think for me, Kyle, just watching these guys come together, you mm-hmm. know, because we do. We do have a, we have a variety of guys. We have a lot of guys that came back from last year's team that played a bunch. And then we also added some some guys and so I, what what's been fun for me is just seeing these guys from all over the country come in and, and come together as a family and uh, that's really exciting because as you know when you're a family and you play together and you love that guy beside you more than you love yourself 
some great things can happen. Yeah, it certainly seems to matter, especially in baseball, when no you doubt. have that camaraderie. It's good to be on the road, too, for that yes. early in the season. Maybe the, the one benefit of being a, away from home for the first month That's right. of the season. Who are some of the, I mean, we know who they are, you know, but, but why don't you tell some of the others about who they are, you know, some of the, the returnees that you're really sure. going to be counting on? Sure. Well, you know, you start off with Skylar Hunter. Yeah. You know, he's been in center field for the last uh, three years. So for him to have a chance to come back as a senior and have a chance to, uh, put his name in the record books. You know, we got to start with him. Um, you know, he'll play in center field probably as we open up and, and be leading off for us. Um, ben Ness was another guy in the outfield that has, you know, had a great freshman year, got off to a good start last year, and, and got a, you know, back injury. So, you know, Milo Beam's another guy. it has been around for four years. What a great <laughs> senior he is. What a tremendous guy he is. Uh, he's definitely going to play a role for, for our team this year. Um, you know, when you go in the infield and you got Albrecht and you got Powers, those guys played a bunch last year in yeah. the middle of the field. Ryan Howe's another guy that played a lot. Um, so, and then you got behind the plate Zach Fascia and, and Bryce Bonner. Mm-hmm. Uh, some guys, again, that has got some experience and definitely will ha- have a, a key um, component in this team. Yeah. Tell me more about Fascia's presence. I mean, he's a guy that could have been, maybe should have been drafted last year. Yep. Uh, the dynamics of that, certainly there's a lot more of that story. Uh, but to have a left-handed hitting, power-hitting catcher, who can throw too? I mean, what a weapon that is. It is, Ben. You know, uh, Zach's a tremendous kid too, and uh, you know he did have an opportunity to sign this summer. Even though he didn't get drafted, he did have some people reach out to him, and we were very blessed to him to come back. Not only is he a great player, but just a great person, a great role model. Um, and that guy's in the cages all the time. He's one of our hardest workers. And I just saw him last night, as a matter of fact, and just talked about how he's uh, gotten his body in such great shape. He's just in better shape, he's just better fit, he just looks awesome. Uh, he's used this this past year to really promote himself and, and be a great leader for us, but also give him a chance, I feel like, to be a pretty good draft uh, as a senior. A lot of guys want to get to the draft or the pros as fast as possible. It seems like with Zach that college baseball matters to him. I mean, his family has some lineage with it, and, oh, yeah. and he wanted to finish strong. He did, and he is, um, and I'm just so proud of him. You know, it's going to be tough. Those are the things, as you, as you go through the year and you have those guys come back and you know, those senior days, boy, that gets emotional for me because you know how much these guys have put into the program and what they're leaving. You've got a bunch of newcomers, too, a whole lot of them out there, and you're going to have to rely on, on a lot of those guys. Who yep. are some of the names that we should know? Well, you know, we signed a couple of junior, junior college guys. Mason Gavry is one from Arizona. Uh, he's definitely a guy that can play in the corners and hit in the middle of the order. Um, you know, there's some other young guys that's coming in mm-hmm. and also as freshmen. And um, Jack Firestone, he's a young man from the Indy area that's, with a uh, great name, too. Great, great name, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, Michael Bolton is another freshman young guy that um, has a chance to be really, really electric in our program. Um, Miles Simington, you know, you can't yeah. miss him. Uh, he is a big, strong, physical guy mm-hmm. that um, will have a chance to, to play a lot for us this year, you know. So, you know, Jed Jackson is a freshman pitcher that comes to mind when he talk about him and um, the opportunities that he has, you know, there's a good possibility that he's got a chance to start one of these games the first weekend. So he's put himself. So we have, we've got some really good um, players that we signed and uh, very fortunate that these guys are really just came in, Kyle, and just have just bonded together. So awesome. I was kind of doing a mock lineup of what I thought it might look oh, like the first man. weekend. Oh, no, I don't want to get too no, far ahead of myself. You've got to let him write in the first lineup. <laughs> well, I do post it on social media, so that's essentially the same thing, right? Anyways, I was seeing a good left-right balance in here, potentially, um, you know, with Skyler at the top of the lineup as the switch hitter. Tell me a little bit about how important his switch hitting is and is how, how important to you as the head coach is that left-right balance in a lineup. Well, it is, you know, because there's so many 
uh, teams now that have those specialty guys that can come in and get some guys out. So you need to be really careful with putting a bunch of lefties together, a bunch of righties together. So it does give us some balance for sure. Um, as I did my lineup last night, we, we had some balance and um, had some of those lefties split with some good righties. So, uh, But, you know, having Schuyler back, especially as a switch hitter, um, just watching his video yesterday that you guys put out or whatever, swinging from both sides. I mean, he is a, he is a legitimate uh, switch hitter that's very effective and has, a great, has had a great career here. Yeah, he's been a lot of fun to watch and, uh, you know, hopefully goes after both those records, hits and triples. It would be cool to see him uh, finish strong as a four-year starter and, and get both those records. No doubt, no doubt. And he's, you know, again, a guy that's, you know, been really good for, for us and, uh, you know, been a great leader for us in the outfield. You know, making, watching some of those plays, it's amazing what he's done and, and very thankful that he's, you know, again, another senior that's been here for four years that played a lot. And uh, we're going to use that experience, hopefully, to, to make a big difference this year. If Ben gets game one, do I get to write the game two lineup? You got game that, two, Kyle. You <laughs> got game that two. Works? You, might, you got game two. Oh, so. You should be prepared to start 0-2. We don't need that to happen. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit of pitching. I mean, I, I think that's the thing that stands out from last year's team is the performance of the, the pitching staff. I mean, it was, yeah. it was uh, excellent for much of the season. You have a lot of those guys back. I think, you know, depth has to highlight right. um, your team and the pitching staff. You know, Trent Johnson, Bo Hosh, you can go through the list, but there are a lot of guys there that you're really counting on this year. We are, you know, but I think it all starts with, with Coach Marks and, and, you know, bringing him yeah. in this summer, uh, making that transition to him. Uh, being an old pitching guy myself, um, and I've been so so impressed with him. Um, he's got our guys in great shape, uh, not only physically but mentally. He, he's did a great job of the the overall picture of a, of a pitcher, and so – you know, we're really blessed to have him. But, you know, again, having Trent Johnson back, that's, that's thrown some tremendous mm-hmm. innings for us. You know, Bo Hoster is another guy. Dalton Parker, you know, is another guy that um, has just had an opportunity to pitch early. As you know, Kyle, you, you can't put a price tag on experience. Right. And these guys have been in the fire, and we expect those guys to carry us this year. Wanted to close out your segment, uh, Greg, with something we're going to call Know Your Boilermakers, which is a challenge between you and Kyle oh or oh Nate Barrett when he takes over the host uh, duties on Thursdays later right. in the season. Okay. So this is not meant to trick anyone or make it that difficult. But at the same time, it's not supposed to make it you know, softball where I'm just soft-tossing it up there for you. Okay. So there's supposed to be some challenge to it. So what I've come up with is four categories of information about each player, and uh, then we have some lifelines, too. And we're going to see who can Might answer. Those yeah. We're, we're going to see exactly. who can who can answer these questions about know your boilermakers without needing lifelines or needing the fewer amount of lifelines. So here's okay. a couple minor rules, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no>. guidelines, <laughs> if you will. Guidelines. Uh, newcomers are not included here in February. You got to give Kyle a chance to get to know the guys a little bit better. Okay. So today's help me. the first month or so. We're going to go with just returning guys. And uh, today's answer is not a guest on the show. So Johnny Sage, who will be our player guest for segment two, is not an answer. Awesome. Uh, for Know Your Boilermakers today. So please let us go through all four categories before you try to answer. If you take a guess and get it wrong, you cannot guess another answer right after that. You have to let Kyle have his chance. Okay. So who goes first is important. We'll let Kyle go first. Oh. Okay. We'll switch that up so next week you'll go first. Yes. I might use your roster just to make sure. Um, because if, if he gets it right, then you have a chance to have it, so to speak. Okay. Force the draw. Okay. And all we're right. going to keep track over the course of the, right. of the show's season who gets the most of these right. Awesome. You, okay. keep, you keep us in line here. Yeah, we'll see how this goes here. So. <laughs> Uh, noble experiment here. All right, Kyle, your player is an organization, organizational leadership major. Okay. His biographical note, 
this is something before Purdue. He was named the Area Player of the Year oh. by both the local newspaper and TV station as a senior in high school. His notable statistic at Purdue, he has posted a streak of 12 consecutive scoreless innings in two different seasons as a Boilermaker. And he told us one of his fun facts, his favorite athlete is Giannis Antetokounmpo. I messed the last name up Antetokounmpo. there. Antetokounmpo. You, you, you say it. it on the hammer, yeah. so you're used to, uh, but Giannis oh, of the Milwaukee Bucks. That is your player. You have a couple minutes to think about it here. <laughs> Greg, here's your player, also an organizational leadership major. His biographical mm-hmm. note he had 80 career receptions while averaging over 18 yards per catch as a standout wide receiver in high school. His notable statistic here at Purdue, he had an RBI in six straight games last season, and he told us that his favorite ball player was Anthony Rizzo. Now, can either of you answer that, or do you need lifelines? Well, I can answer his. Do you know yours? I think I know. Yeah, you mine. know yours. Um, give know. me, give me one second here. This is going to be uh, bad web streaming here for one second. Uh, <laughs> we got to put a countdown clock on you. You had the we whole time while I was reading. Here. Okay, I got, I got, I got, I got a guess. Okay, we'll go with Bo Hashra. Good guess, but it is incorrect. Oh. Greg, you have a chance to win this week's first challenge. <laughs> For my player yes. or his player? Your player. My player, Milo Bean. <laughs> Correct, Milo Boom. Bean. Greg wins week one. Do you have a guess on Kyle's? Andrew Baum? Good guess, but it is incorrect. Uh-huh. <laughs> Kyle, want to take one more stab at it? Not really. <laughs> Dalton Parker. Dalton Parker. Oh, Dalton yeah. Parker. Yeah. But Greg awesome. got Milo. What gave it away? The, the receptions? Well, thing? he always talks about when he catches those footballs when we throw yeah. them in practice. How good he was. Okay. So I've heard lots of stories. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Moore That's was good. also quite the receiver uh, growing up in the Indy area in okay. high school. So okay. uh, I thought maybe, I wasn't sure if you knew that, but that between, you know, Milo's a big Cubs fan, so Anthony Rizzo there too. Yes. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Would give awesome. that one away. So that one You, won, well that, you won that round on the coin toss. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so Greg, Greg won week one, and so that means next week Greg goes first, Kyle goes second, and we'll see if uh, Kyle can pull even All right. on All right. Know Your Boilermakers. So. Awesome. Awesome. A lot of pressure for me yeah, for a whole week we here. You better be ready. Stay. Yeah, I'm going to study it up. Get that media guide and the website out. And <laughs> there you go. Read those bios. All right, uh, that'll do it for our first segment here. Uh, we'll come back with Johnny Sage, the senior outfielder, will join us on This Week in Purdue Baseball. Don't miss out on your chance to catch the Boilermakers at Alexander Field all season long. The 2020 home openers right around the corner. The season tickets are on sale now. 23 home games include weekend series with Illinois, Nebraska, Samford, Maryland, and Indiana. Don't miss out on all the fun at the ballpark this spring. Go to PurdueSports.com now and reserve your tickets for the 2020 season. Welcome back to This Week in Purdue Baseball. Kyle Charters with Ben Turner. Happy to welcome in our first guest of the season, senior outfielder from Spokane, Washington, way out there to the West, Johnny Sage. Thanks for coming on with yeah, us. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's a great experience. Thank you. You've got to be pretty pumped for the season. Oh, my goodness, yeah. I headed down to uh, Florida here within the next couple of days, so I think we're all kind of excited to get in that weather and then play some ball games. How different does this season feel for you than last year, your first year at Purdue? Um, I'd say I'm really grateful for my first year at Purdue. I think I learned a lot of things. Uh, I mean, Division One baseball is always intense, and I think that Coach Waz did a great job of showing us that. But I think this year, um, Coach Goff does a tremendous job of creating a family environment somewhere that everyone feels comfortable. He always is preaching to us, you know, he's going to let his players play our game. And uh, I think for me personally, that just, just put me in a platform to where 
I can play my game and be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to start on opening day last year, your first game as a Boilermaker, yes, and you played a ton early. Mm-hmm. Tell us about how opening day feels different for the guys on the field. Oh, man, I mean, I'd always say there's some opening day jitters for everyone. It's a, <laughs> it's a real privilege and an honor to represent Purdue the first day. I mean, it just shows the, the hard work that everyone's putting in the fall and the grind that we've all gone through together, and I think that a lot of the guys can also attest to being an opening day star is pretty special. A lot of neutral site action uh, early this year. Uh, feels like it makes the early non-conference a little bit more manageable. I mean, it was really a meat grinder early last year with Southern Miss, Texas, Oral right. Roberts, a lot of good teams. Yeah, I mean, going into places like Southern Miss and Texas, those are pretty hostile environments. And uh, while we're going to have to deal with that, I mean, we plan on playing a regional, whether it's here or somewhere else, so that's something we're going to have to deal with. But playing, like you said, at those neutral sites is going to be nice, you know, kind of even the playing field for us. You have a new coach you mentioned this year. Have you ever had to coach back-to-back seasons? And um, you've been in a couple different yeah, places, so it uh, seems like uh, you've had a different guy at right. the top everywhere you've now gone. Now that I think about it, for my college career, this is the fourth, the fourth yeah. coach I've had. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, it's... It's always a new experience, but I mean, every coach I've had at the collegiate level has been very, very good to me. I'm very fortunate to have that kind of wealth of knowledge. Does that help? Disposal. Does it help you to sort of adjust to your environments when you, you know, have had some different guys lead yeah, the way? Yeah, I mean, I would say that it's definitely a blessing in disguise. It's uh, shown me how I can play under a lot of different coaching styles and just allowed me to be flexible as a player. How, how has... Greg Goff been different as your head coach mm-hmm. now compared to the last couple seasons as the assistant. Right. I think that um, that is something that's actually really surprised me. He's done an amazing job of being the same person, which mm. I can imagine is hard to do, you know, yeah. being the head coach, going from an assistant role to where he's maybe more focused on relationships to where now, obviously, the head coach has to make some decisions that people aren't going to like. But I think that he's done a tremendous job, at least for me, of keeping that relationship as a player's coach. You know, we can go to him and talk about talk about baseball, talk about life, and he's pretty accepting of it. I hear middle wins a lot, let's go. Uh, Give us some other catchphrases and what those kind of mean to you. Uh, Maybe middle wins. I mean, that's kind of his focus on offense is that you stay up the middle and opposite field, good things usually happen. Exactly, yeah. I'd say that middle wins is a big one. Um, We don't move when we get hit by pitches. And one that I think maybe retired now that was his first base coaching saying was bingo, bingo. So (laughs) either getting a base hit and rounding first and uh, the outfielder maybe bobbles the ball or there's a ball in the dirt, you hear Coach Goff over there with that southern accent yelling bingo, bingo, you. You get to second base. We didn't make you do it in the southern accent <laughs> no, there no, when you that, were. <laughs> that's, a, that's definitely a thing only he can do. And um, sometimes we'll give Shipley, Coach Shipley, a, a hard time because he's now the first base coach yeah. over there, and he's more of a quiet, reserved guy. Doesn't quite have that in his in his repertoire. So yeah, you're one of our key left-handed bats in the lineup. We talked with uh, Coach Goff about right-left balance in the mm-hmm. lineup, especially late in innings with how specialized bullpens have gotten. How close of an eye do you keep on bullpens? Um, when you got a bat coming up after the sixth inning. Right. I mean, I think that if you're in the lineup, it's something you're definitely, you know, you're considering. But at the same time, you don't want to psych yourself out. You know, baseball's baseball. A pitcher's going to have to throw something over the plate, and you're going to have to hit it. But I'd say that if I have an off day or I'm on the bench and, you know, it's getting the seventh, eighth inning later in the game and I see a, a big old righty warming up in the bullpen, I'm going to go, <laughs> I'm going to want to pick up my bat and get ready to do some damage because I know that I'm probably going to get a chance. And if they're a D1 player, whether they're right-handed or left-handed, they're probably going to have at least one plus pitch that you're going to have to right. worry about. Exactly, so. yeah. Everyone, everyone at this level is good. So, I mean, the things that really take people to the next level is what's upstairs in your head. So you just got to be mentally prepared at all times. You've been with your team for a while now, back to the fall. Who are some of the guys, you know, whether they be newcomers or returnees, who you feel like have really taken a step forward for you this year? I think that one of the biggest ones for me is Ben Nissel. I mean, coming in, I knew he was a great player. And yeah. uh, I got to see a little bit of it last year. At the start of the year, I was like, this kid can really play. And then he got hurt. But, I mean, this fall, he's 100% healthy. 
back to the Ben Nissel, who we all we all know, and he's going to have a great year. And I also think some new guys for us would be Miles Simmington. He came in a JUCO guy as well, so I was able to relate to him really well, and he grinds every day. He's going to be a big part of our team. Also Kyle LaPlante, another junior college guy who I think is going to contribute in the middle infield, and numerous pitchers too. Yeah, tell us more about those pitchers. Like among the returning guys and maybe some of the new guys, who are some of the tougher matchups for you personally? For me personally, I think that Matt, Matt Moore is going to be at the top of that list. Like we were talking <laughs> about left on left. I mean, I, I feel like I can hit righties and lefties pretty well, but Matt... The demeanor he has, the body, and just kind of just the stuff is uh, is pretty tough. I think one day he's going to make a living facing left-handed pitchers. So, um, also Bo, Bo Hofstra's back. You know, got bigger, stronger. If you can imagine, he got even bigger, Oof. which is which is <laughs> tough to see. But um, yeah, the guy the guy's throwing hard. Stuff looks good. Dalton Parker, Jet Jackson's a new guy who's I, I didn't know coming in, but. Young guy works really hard from down south. He's going to be a big part of the rotation, I think. I feel like you guys in the Big Ten right now floating under the radar a little right. bit. You accepting of that and, and ready for the challenge maybe to surprise some people? I think that we're more than ready for the challenge. I think based off of last year, the rankings they gave us make sense, but that doesn't mean we're okay with them. Yeah. I mean, we're going to go out and we're going to try and we're going to try and try win the Big Ten. That's the goal for every team in the Big Ten, and I think that with the weapons and the tools we have this year, there's a real shot of us doing it. You come from a pretty athletic family. Both your mom and your sister played uh, collegiate sports, softball. Your dad was on a club baseball team, I believe, at Eastern Washington. Mm -hmm. You played three sports in high school out in Spokane. So with all that in mind, who do you think is the best athlete in your family? Oh, man, that's a tough one. So a couple (laughs) of stories for you then. So um, (laughs) my older sister was probably the best athlete in the family until I was 17. She was... Athletic, she played volleyball, basketball, and softball. Get at all of them. But my mom, I remember when my sister and I were littler, we would go run at the track just for fun on our bikes. And my mom would be running like 400s, and we just couldn't beat her. Wow, so, I mean, wow. that's probably where I get a lot of my <laughs> athleticism. My dad's, I attribute the swing to him a little bit more than the athleticism. But right now, I probably, I probably got the family athlete under wraps. So, so I better enjoy it while it lasts. You played summer ball out in Washington uh, this past year, and uh, you were in the West Coast League. There were a lot of Boilermakers in that league, thanks to Elliot Cribby, the former Purdue pitching coach, Mm -hmm. um, who placed a lot of guys in that league. You hear a lot of fun summer league stories over the years, and that looked like a fun league. Um, Anything that comes to mind about what you would share about? That you're allowed to tell. That are are family-friendly. Fair Um, enough. Yeah, we had Grant Brunt out there and James Kulak, who were both Boilermakers, so that was kind of nice to have some young guys and show them the West West Coast. They'd never been out there. They were kind of nervous at first, but... um, I mean, we talk about the game Mafia on the bus a lot. My, uh, my team, the Wenatchee Apple Sox, we were pretty notorious for playing that, <laughs> playing that in the summer. So that was probably one of them. I mean, summer's a nice time. You meet a lot of new people from different schools, and you become friends for a long time only after a couple months of playing. Us setting up at the front of the bus, sort of hear you guys yelling yeah. about that game <laughs> in guys, the back. You guys probably get a little snippets here and there. <laughs> so Spokane to West Lafayette, how's, mm-hmm. that, uh, how's that gone for you? Uh, it's far away from home, but I mean, I've always done pretty well on my own. I, my family's always texting me, calling me, making sure I'm doing okay, so that's really nice. And uh, honestly, weather-wise, it's kind of the same. The only difference over here is pretty flat, so it's really windy, <laughs> but I mean, you got all the different seasons back in Spokane, so it's kind yeah. of got that feel as to back home. In a perfect world, you'll have a big senior year, and you'll get drafted, and you'll get to play pro ball, yes, um, but at some point, you'll have to move on to a career outside of baseball. Right. Um, you're a selling and sales management major, academic all Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your career goals on that front? Right. I mean, like you said, obviously, baseball is the goal. That's the dream. I'm going to work towards that, but someday, I'm going to have to put it down, and um, right now, I've got a couple of job offers from back home, a couple in Indianapolis, too, that I'm not really sure what I'll do. I've talked to, <laughs> to both parties whether I want to stay here. Or go back, and I mean, I love it here. There's a lot of great opportunities, a lot of great cities around here. But um, it's also be nice to work back home near the family. So, and there are a lot of selling jobs, you know, sales management stuff 
So we got all that figured out. I'm pretty excited. All right, we're going to close uh, the player segment this season with uh, personal preferences, we call it. So we're going to have you pick a number. And we're going to answer three of these questions. So the first one, pick a number between 1 and 12. 1 and 12, 7. 7. <laughs> Favorite pro or college field you've played at besides Alexander Field, of course. Besides Alexander. Okay. So I say my freshman year when I was at Washington State, we went to Long Beach State right before our season opener at USC. And I started in center that game, and that's one of the, probably behind Alexander, probably one of the nicest natural fields I've ever played mm. at. So yeah. I'm going to have to say Long Beach State. Long good. Beach State, that's the a good choice bag. there. Yeah. yeah, they're certainly a famous college <laughs> baseball program, have lots of history yeah, there. Yeah, historic. All right, so next one, pick a number between 13 and 25. Um, 24. 24. Favorite dessert? Oh, my favorite dessert. Me and Coach Goff were actually talking about this not too long ago. Um, he went to Cheddar's, and Coach Goff loves cookies. He got the cookies and ice cream dessert there, which yeah. is it's next level. So I'm going to have to say That does sound pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the last one. Pick a number between 26 and 38. I'm going to have to go with my number, 32. I 32. Yep. Most interesting or exotic place you've traveled to? Oh, see, I really haven't gone to that many crazy places. Now, up in the Northwest, I imagine, yeah. whether it's a mountain or a right. seaside place, there have to be some. So there's, there's definitely a lot of nature activities to do out there. I mean, I have gone to Yellowstone, which is pretty cool. But yeah, I've never been there. That's I've also one. been, speaking that we're going to Florida, I've been to Disney World, which is cool. But I'm going to go <laughs> ahead and say between Yellowstone and Disney World. Those okay, are there you go. Cool. All right, well done there. All right, so the second part of the player segment is who said it. Okay. So just as you answered those questions about yourself, We'll see how many of these it takes you to guess your teammate. Okay. All right. So his favorite pro team, he told us, the Chicago Cubs. That doesn't really narrow it down very much. <laughs> here among the Boilermakers. Okay. Um, he told us uh, he would like to see Drake play Purdue. Told us his favorite video game was Star Wars Battlefront 2. Oh. Told us his favorite dessert was lava cake. Country he'd like to visit, Germany. Got any guesses yet? Is it a position player? Can I, am I, can I get hints? Lifeline, <laughs> it is a position okay. player. Uh, I'm going to say Tyler Powers. Good guess, but incorrect. Oh, man. He said he would like to have dinner with Shaquille O'Neal. Current pitcher he'd like to face <laughs> in the big leagues, he said Chris Sale. Okay, so I'm going to go, it's Milo Beam. Mm, good guess, but not there. Oh, it's someone who likes the Cubs. If the Drake thing is throwing me off Yeah, here. see, that's because there's a lot of different people who I had in mind, but they're all like big country music people. Hmm, Interesting. Uh, he is an infielder. I'll give you that hint. Let's see what else we can throw at you here. Uh, his most memorable moment at Purdue was his first home run at Nebraska. Oh, Ryan Howe. Yeah. Ryan there Howell. we go. Dang. <laughs> see, that one gave it away. I should have known. I was trying a, to avoid the yeah, obvious one. Yeah, that was ones. the obvious one. Yeah. Okay. Lava, but, see, lava cake, that didn't help anyone. I'm sure yeah. people I, I was trying cake. to avoid an outfielder or someone in your class, right. maybe, that would be an obvious one, and we paired you up with Milo for the uh, roommates okay. thing. I should have so. known that then. Because when, when we get you on the road, you're going to have to go to lunch with I'm Ryan have, just yeah. to and me and Ryan yeah, are good break it down. Too. It was kind of between him, <laughs> Tyler Powers, Ben, all those guys that like the Cubs. Yeah, so. yeah. well, that, they're definitely the number one team uh, when we have people fill that out on photo day. Oh, yeah. Cubs, Cubs. win the pro team, yeah. but that's not a surprise because nope. here in the Midwest – Cubs Cardinals certainly are one too. Yeah, you got me and Skyler liking the Mariners, but that's a that's, yeah, that is a, a team to be. As a White Sox fan, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can relate a little bit. Yeah, it's me and Kulak and then Tim Sarge, and so even in go. the Midwest, we're outnumbered. There you go. Awesome. Well, Johnny, we appreciate the time. Uh, best of luck at the start of the season. We're really excited to see yes, you out sir, there on the field. It. Thanks for having me, Johnny Sage, senior outfielder, with us on the debut here of the show. We will be back again. Thanks, of course, to Greg Goff coming on with us, Johnny as well. Uh, ben Turner, I'm Kyle Charters. Uh, thanks for watching.